Curry with the shot, Ben cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301, live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 162 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike Curry, and I'm back with another episode, man. And it's been a little minute, man. I, this is my first episode that I'm recording in the month of April. But real quick, I just wanted to shout out to all my supporters, man. All the people that's been rocking with me. Um, if you've been tapped into my, basically my social media segment, which is making money with Mike, where I'm dropping daily gambling plays, you know, for free. And that I, that I personally put my money on. And yeah, man, I just appreciate people that's been supporting me, you know. Uh, people hit me up on a daily, ask me, you know, what, what you liking and like, what you liking on the spread, you know, what type of props you liking. And I really, really appreciate it, man, because it's been something that I've have grown fond of and I've really, really began to really enjoy and, and love, man. And, and obviously I'm betting responsibly. I'm not going to bet, you know, what I can't bet, you know, even when I make a big wager, if I can't bet that five times, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wager it, but I uh, appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate the people that's been rocking with me. Uh, for my people that just strictly love to listen to sports, man, I'm back. And we're just going to do an episode, man. It's going to be about a 20-minute episode, man. So, you know, sit back, enjoy, and relax. <clears throat> so, we had the national championships for both college... Um, I'm sorry. Both women's and men's. I said college. Obviously college, bro. <laughs> but... Uh, I wanted to shout out to the the women uh, at Stanford um, who won the national championship. That game was a nail-biter, unlike the men's game. Um, it was a nail-biter. But shout out to Stanford women. Shouts out to uh, the Baylor Bears, the men who won it. And they won in absolutely dominant fashion. Um, before the women, man, um, that game was absolutely incredible. Uh, Stanford and Arizona. Um, a lot of people were critical of Ari McDonald. Um, you know, so I've even heard, you know, some people call her a ball hog and stuff like that. Clearly, the final play, uh, for those of you who didn't see it, the final play was designed for her. And obviously, she's their best player. She's going to the league. But she's their best player. And, you know, you got to give credit to Stanford, who knew she was getting the ball and they were able to counter it and get an, an awesome contest up man but you know the ladies at stanford they were balling and shouts out to Haley jones who was the most outstanding player of the women's tournament just shout out to the women of stanford man i i, I was rooting for arizona but i thought that stanford was gonna win and i should have bet on the spread because yeah arizona women definitely covered that spread Moving on to a spread I did bet on was the Baylor Bears, man, taking on Gonzaga. And, you know, it was really, I'm not going to lie, man, it was hard to bet against Gonzaga, man. But this Baylor team, they just had the ingredients to me. They just had the recipe, um, the very physical defense, like, 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 yo, like, if, if 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 I was a coach, I would want my team to play defense just like that. Like they were flying around, uh, diving for loose balls. Like, and, and I know I know I know we always see people die for loose balls and stuff like that. But like they were really getting after. If you saw the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like they the the intensity was just 
from the opening tip, they were letting their presence be known. You know, shouts out to Mark Vidal, Davion Mitchell. Like, they they were ready. And they had guys to throw at, they had guys at Drew Timmy, who, who at, at one point was playing, like, maybe I would say up until, like, the Elite Eight. He was basically Gonzaga's best player. Like, in a USC game, he was dominant. A Creighton game. Um... Oklahoma game, he was dominant. Obviously, Jalen Suggs is the best player on Gonzaga, but Drew Timmy was playing like the best Gonzaga player overall in the tournament up until, you know, Jalen Suggs' big shot against UCLA in the Final Four. Um, but outside of Jalen Suggs and this national championship game, Gonzaga was pretty much, they had nothing. They had nothing. Um, as for Baylor, you know, they had pretty much Every, pretty much everybody contributed on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. Like, that was just incredible. Unfortunately, the game was a blowout, but, you know, if you were on Baylor like me, then, you know, you cashed out, you made some money. Shouts out to Jared Butler, who was balling. Like, they just, I, I was really impressed with their team. Like, it's just... A collective unit, man. And, and, and obviously, like, a lot of those players were older players. So, you really got to see the experience. And guys, like, you know, they have older guys, too. But Jalen Suggs is a freshman. Uh, he's probably going, you know, one and done, obviously. But Baylor, they were just letting you know, like, off rip, like, we're here. We're, we're going to clamp you up on defense. We're going to get out in transition. Like, their game plan, their game plan worked. <laughs> it worked from start to finish. Uh, Shouts out to the Baylor Bears. I really don't got too much to say about it because, you know, the game was, it was, it was a terrible game. But I mean, I was betting on Baylor. So if you're betting on a team, you know, that's how you want the game to go. You don't want it to be no nail biter or no sweat. But yeah, man, shout out to the Baylor Bears. Shout out to the Stanford women. I want to transition. I might be bouncing on. Let, let, me, let me let me go to NFL. Then I'm going to go to NBA. Just talk about it real quick. Actually, let me stay on the college tip real quick, man. I feel like I haven't done an episode in a minute. Like, legendary coach Roy Williams retired um, in between between the last time I did an episode and now. Um, it's crazy. I'm not going to sit up here and say I never thought I would see the day that Roy Williams retired. Because, I mean... You know, the guy, the guy's 70 years old, but it just, and you know, many people thought it was an April Fool's joke because he did it on April the 1st, but I just, I just didn't see that coming. I just didn't see that coming. Roy Williams was the head coach of North Carolina from 2003 to 2021. You know, as, as a coach, he won three national championships, 2005, 2009, and 2017. And as a Duke fan, this is crazy, you know. This is crazy. Um, you know, won a bunch of ACC tournament titles. Um, he was even coach at Kansas before he came over to North Carolina. He was a coach at Kansas, you know, for a while. And it's crazy. It's crazy because, you know, he coached so many great teams. You know, I mentioned the three national championships. But when you think of North Carolina, you think of Roy Williams and obviously the late Dean Smith, um, you know, Coach Michael Jordan, etc. But it's it's crazy to think about because, you know, Roy Williams is just like one of these, the 
faces. You think of North Carolina, you think of Roy Williams. You think of Duke, you think of Coach K. You think of Syracuse, you think of Jim Beheim. You think you think of Michigan State, you're thinking of Tom Izzo, and so on and so forth. So when a staple like that, you know, decides to retire, it's it's definitely shocking. It's definitely shocking, man. And I know a lot of people, you know, huge North Carolina fans, Jalen Hunter, Tykira Carter, they they love North Carolina. They were they, they they were sad. They were sad. I texted Jalen as soon as it happened, bro. I I know he was sad, man. I, I know he was definitely sad. But um as a Duke fan, I'm kinda happy he's retiring. Um North Carolina kicked our ass this year. But uh we'll be back, man. It was a down year for us, but we'll be back. But you know, Roy Williams was a legend. He is a legend. Legendary coach. I want to talk about real quick the guy who is who is going to step in and who's the next, the newest head coach on North Carolina. That's Hubert Davis. I remember Hubert Davis vividly from like NBA Live, like 01 or 02. He was on the Wizards uh, back when Michael Jordan was on the Wizards. But um, he's almost synonymous with North Carolina as well. You know, he's been on that coaching staff for quite some time, man. Uh, it wasn't assist been an assistant since 2012. And it was it caught me off guard how fast they hired a new coach. But I was pleased because they decided to hire from within. And they hired Hubert Davis. So uh, you know, good good move. Black man gets a gets a job, you know, we don't gotta be upset. I know some people are generally upset when black when black coaches don't get, you know, at least an opportunity or interview. But Hubert Davis, um, you know, well-deserved. He's going to step in. A lot of people are familiar with him. So I like the hire. I do like the hire. Let's move on to the NFL. Obviously, we got the draft coming up. We got pro days passing. Justin Fields had his pro day. Mac Jones. Jamar Chase, pretty much all the big schools had their pro, pro day. Bama, Ohio State, LSU, and Oregon, and Clemson, and so on and so forth. But I want to talk about Sam Darnold, because obviously this happens right before the draft. And Sam Darnold is now going to be a member of the Carolina Panthers. Man, as, as you all know, Sam Darnold was drafted third overall a couple of years ago, though. So 2018, maybe? Um, I know Baker Mayfield was the first pick. Then we had Saquon Barkley drafted. Then there was Sam Darnold, man. A lot of people thought that Sam Darnold could have been the first quarterback taken in that draft class. Um, he was traded for um, some picks next year, second-round pick next year, and a bunch of late picks next year. But I like it, man. This gives a fresh start for Sam Darnold. This gives... Head coach Matt Rule and offensive coordinator Joe Brady, who was the um, passing game coordinator at LSU when LSU had that prolific offense and they had that you know marvelous season with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and all the you know you know Patrick Quinn on the defense, but offense I'm speaking. He he was on he was the passing basically the offensive genius for that show, which was LSU last year. Um, they have. They get this gives Joe Brady a chance to develop a young quarterback. You know, I look at Sam Donald, and yes, he you know has some horrible throws, some bad judgment, but I think you know this is a good spot for him, man. You know, you're reunited with a, a former wide receiver, Robbie Anderson. 
Um, you still have Christian McCaffrey there. Um, they definitely have some talent. Would like to see them pick up another receiver in the draft. I mean, they got DJ Moore though. Um, maybe a tight end. Um, it's it's a good situation though. It's definitely a good situation. So I will say that. Uh, let's transition over to the NBA. We had the return of Kevin Durant, who played his first game in two months. And oh my goodness, man! Uh, when I look at the Nets, man. They're going to win it all. They're going to win it all. Like, I'm not even joking. They're going to win it all, bro. Kevin Durant comes back. He comes off the bench. He didn't check in until about seven minutes remaining in the first half. At first, I didn't even think he was going to play. They said he was playing. They said he was starting. Then they said he's going to come off the bench. But then about four guys checked in off the bench before him. Like TLC, Nicholas Claxton. Um... It was it was kind of weird. Blake Griffin. I was confused. Like I was like, yo, because I thought you mean like the, the sixth man off the bench. Like, what's the other Chioza came? I'm like, yo, is he coming in the game? Comes into the game. It just it's almost like he picked up right where he left off. It, <laughs> like, yo. The Nets are gonna win it all, bro. They scored 115 to three quarters against the Pelicans last night. No Brandon Ingram didn't play, but damn it, it wouldn't have mattered that much. The Nets were still going to win. They covered the spread. They covered everything. They won in blowout fashion. This team is unbeatable. Unbeatable. They can only beat themselves. I was talking to my guy Darius last night. I'm like, yo, in the playoffs, like whatever team they get matched up, what do you tell your team at the beginning of game one? Do you say, let's just try to steal a game? Because, bro, this team is not going to be beat, bro. Like, I, my eyes haven't lied to me about this one, man. I, I see the Nets, maybe not cruising, but they might cruise through these, damn it. <laughs> they might, man. But Kevin Durant comes back, plays his first game in two months, 5-5 five five from the field, 17 points in 19 minutes, man. Scary hours, as they say. But... What else has been going on in the NBA, man? Let, let's just let's just go through the let's just go through the top eight in each conference, like I like I like to do periodically when I talk about NBA because it changes so much. It's it's it changes, man. Like let, let's let's just talk about. It. Let's go through the standings, uh, each and every team. Let's start with the Eastern Conference. Brooklyn Nets. I just talked about, man. Thirty six and sixteen. At this present moment, they haven't. They've only played, they only had seven games with Durant, Irving, and Harden, but they look great, man. I think they're going to win it all. That's all I really have to say. Second place, the Philadelphia 76ers currently sit at 35 and 16. Um, they've been playing some great ball lately. Joel and B just got back in the mix. Um, but, you know, they, they won some games without him, though. But but they got Joel and B. They just smacked up the Celtics the other night. Um, I think they're going to be fine. They're going to be, who knows, man? Who knows? I, I feel like it's Brooklyn, like head and shoulders between er, uh, above everyone else. And then you got Philly, you got Milwaukee, et cetera, et cetera. Um, third place right now, the Milwaukee Bucks currently sitting at 32 and 18. Uh, Giannis's knee has been bothering him a little bit. Um, he missed a couple of games, the Warriors game and the Kings game, I believe. Um, he'll be fine. He appears to be fine. Um, like some of the moves that they made, you know, obviously P.J. Tucker a little while ago. 
They picked up Jeff Teague after in the buyout market. I like them. I'm a little concerned about their bench, though. I'm a little bit concerned about their bench. It's not that strong. But they're only going to go as far as Giannis, Giannis can take them, man. It still appears to me he hasn't really developed a, a mid-range game, a, a consistent post-game, you know, something consistent instead of just running up and down the court. Nero's definitely. They're only going to go as far as Giannis takes them. In fourth place, though, surprise. I don't know if this is a testament to how bad the East is currently right now, but in fourth place, we had the Charlotte Hornets, man. They Gordon Hayward uh, just went out. Uh, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Uh, we all know about LaMelo Ball, who will be out for a little little while longer. May return at this, uh, before the end of the season. Not sure. Um, but Terry Rozier, he's definitely been filling it up. Devontae Graham's been filling it up, man. This team is... I'm not that surprised that they're sitting right here because, you know, obviously, you know, LaMelo and Gordon Hayward helped guided them to where they are right now. But Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham are already there. Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, Cody Zeller, those guys are already there. Uh, Malik Monk's been playing really, really well. Those guys are already there on the Hornets um, before those guys even got there. So they're trying to stay afloat, man. Currently fourth in the East. Kind of crazy to say. I didn't really foresee this coming, but I'm not overly surprised if that makes sense in fifth place we have the atlanta hawks hawks are currently sitting at 27 and 25 just had a loss to the memphis grizzlies um but they, they've been playing better man ever since they fired their coach lloyd pierce nick mcmillan has stepped in they're like their record is like crazy they're like maybe like 13 and 3 since nick mcmillan has taken over they've been playing really really good ball slowing it down Slowing down the tempo, but the offense is still pretty efficient. Um, they've been getting guys back healthy. Um, they're, they're nice, though. I like the Hawks. At sixth place, 26 and 25, Miami Heat. And they have a date with the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. I expect them to smack them up, take them to Smack City. Um, they did pick up Victor Oladipo at the trade deadline. I like that move. But they got to get it together. They got to jail and cluster some wins. I still think Jake Crowder was like a big part of that team, but they've got to cluster some wins and, and just get on one accord, man. They have guys repeatedly in and out of the lineup. We'll see, man. He currently sit at sixth place in the East. Um, I still believe in them. At seventh place, we have the Boston Celtics, 26-26. This has to be one of the biggest disappointments in all of the entire NBA. Currently sitting at 26-26. and 26. That's a 500 record, man. Um, if they would have lost to the Knicks last night, they would be... Well, they were already under 500, damn it. I don't know what's going on with this team. They got... It seems to me they still have too many cooks in the kitchen. They finally have made the right decision and started Robert Williams the third. Obviously, they traded Daniel Tice and Tristan Thompson was out, so they kind of didn't really have a choice. But I'm glad he's in there because I like the energy that he brings, the intensity, um, the rebounding and the shot blocking. He, guy, guy can ball, man. Young guy, he can ball, man. He can ball. But Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I like these two young players a lot. But my problem is, it's something my dad's been saying for a long time. And the OGs know they shoot too many jump shots. They shoot too many jump shots. Now, everybody can quote me on this. And they, they, they're going to just, hey, if you know what I'm talking about, just nod. Just nod. How many times have you seen Jason Tatum do that sidestep and shoot a, a deep two or a, or a three? How many times... He, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you guys get where I'm going. Jalen Brown, I like him a lot. They, they, he also shoots too many jump shots. They, Jason Tatum, 
and Jalen Brown only attempt four free throws a game. Now you look at the other leaders in that in that department. Bradley Bill, he shoots eight free throws a game. Steph Curry shoots five. Um, Trey Young shoots maybe about seven free throws a game. These guys are skilled enough that they should get to the cup more often. And I think Boston's only going to go as far as those two guys take them. Guys, just stop shooting the jump shots just a little bit, man. Go to the basket sometimes. That's the thing that concerns me. Like when they play the Knicks and the Sixers, teams can key in on that, man. If you're not constantly putting the defense on their heels, they can key in on that, man. If you're shooting the jump shot, they know it's coming. And that's all. almost why they almost lost to the Knicks. That's why they lost to the Sixers. They got to get it together. Currently at the AFC, we have the New York Knicks. Uh, been a little bit of a surprise, but I think I think you know there's been an adjustment made to them. They also don't necessarily have the most talented roster. I mean, Julius Randle's been playing unbelievable. We can all you know agree there, but they don't have the most talented team. Like you know, you got young guys, you know, Emmanuel quickly, and you know R.J. Barrett. Um, who I like, but they don't. They don't have the greatest team, but they play well together. Obviously, that makes a ton of sense. And the two teams on the outside looking in are currently the Pacers and the Bulls. Um, I think both teams will get it together. Um, the Pacers just haven't really clicked. Um, and they've also had guys, you know, not really in the lineup. Sabonis has missed some time lately. Miles Turner, he just hurt his ankle the other night. Um, Karis LaVert is still trying to get his rhythm back. So... Malcolm Brockton's been hurt as well. So we'll see. I mean, obviously, I think this team has the talent on paper, but will they get it together? I'm not sure. The Bulls is a team that I really would like to see it to get, get it together because I'm a huge Zach Levine fan. Um, they just traded for Vucevic. They're starting to they're starting to get it a little bit together. They just won their first game since the Vucevic trade, and I think they won another game. So they're trying to establish something to get it together. So um I like the Bulls, man. I would like to see the Bulls in the playoffs if possible. And for the Wizards, I'm just got to talk about the Wizards just because that's the home team. They got to get it together, dog. And I really, I'm really rooting for them to get it together, man. I, I really would like to see it. Um, Bradley Bill has missed some time. He just came back. But send that 18 and 32, 13th in the East. I. I just don't know. Maybe next year, man. That's all I can say. And let's move on to the West, man. We got the Utah Jazz leading the pack. Um, they're 38-13. and 13. Phoenix is only a game and a half back after their win over Utah last night. Um, but shout out to the Jazz, man. They've been balling. They've been at it. I don't know if we've ever seen. At least I haven't seen this. I mean, I know the Jazz were good back in the 90s when they had Carl Malone and John Stockton. But, you know... Since I've been watching basketball, they haven't really had a regular season this good. Like, I've seen, you know, them routinely get the fourth seed and the fifth seed and stuff like that. But they're, they've, been, they've been playing really good, man. Uh, interesting to see, you know, how it's going to look in the playoffs. But uh, shout out to the Jazz, though, who have been balling. The Phoenix Suns, second place in the West. I like the Suns, man. I like Devin Booker. Um, Chris Paul obviously brings a different level of intensity and it's all about impact with Chris Paul. You know, Devin Booker, his game is tailor-made for the playoffs. But you also need some, you know, other pieces and components to help you get to that level and get you to that to that ultimate goal, which is to get to the playoffs at least. Um Devin Booker's game is 
tailor-made for the playoffs that i just mentioned he's a kobe bryant disciple studied kobe worked out with kobe wears you know kobe bryant player exclusives on the floor um he likes to get to his spots he has a lot of kobe like in his game and that's what i can appreciate about a guy like devin booker um so i'm glad you know he's gonna at least get to play in the playoffs sun's currently second in the west they're still gunning for that number one spot in the west as i mentioned a game and a half back behind utah third place the los angeles clippers a team that's been recently getting their act together they have that debacle against the magic um they did lose to the nuggets uh last week but they've been getting their act together man they've been getting their act together they picked up demarcus cousins like that move the clippers are low-key deep bro low-key have a deep team um like you know obviously paul george reggie jackson Kawhi. Um, Zubots, you got Boogie now, you got Sergi Baco who's been out, um, you got Pat Bev still, you got Terrence Mann who's been impressive, you still got Luke Kennard, like, they got a lot of pieces man, um, it's just about what they're going to do in the playoffs for real, fourth place the Denver Nuggets 33 and 18, uh, they've been playing well, been playing well I must say. Um, they had to come from behind in a couple of games recently, but I like what I've seen from the Nuggets. like what I've seen from Jokic. Um, Michael Porter Jr., he's been emerging this year. I like what I've seen from him. Jamal Murray still there, of course, but I, I really like what I've seen from Michael Porter Jr. Fifth place, Los Angeles Lakers trying to, trying to keep their head above water. Obviously, their two stars are out, LeBron and Anthony Davis. Picked up Andre Drummond, but he got hurt this first game. We'll be back in the Miami game. Um, picked up a shooter and Ben McLemore. Um, they're right about. I I actually expect them to, to have dropped in the standards a little more, but you know they've lost who they were supposed to lose to. They defeated who they were supposed to defeat, i.e. the Magic, the Cavaliers, and the Raptors the other day. And it's one more team, the Kings. They beat, got some revenge on the Kings. Um, I thought they would be a little bit worse. They're currently a fifth. A game and a half above Portland, so that's not bad. You know, LeBron and AD should be back soon. Six seed Portland Trailblazers currently sitting at 30 and 20. Just got CJ back. They just got uh, Nurkic back, so I'm just going to give it a little bit more time. Obviously, they traded for Norman Powell. Going to give the Trailblazers a little bit more time, but I don't know how much more time I can give them. Seventh seed, we have the Dallas Mavericks, who have been playing better as of late. Uh, don't know about that loss to the Rockets, but outside of that, they've been balling though. They've been playing well as of late. Uh, Grizzlies, the AFC, right outside, outside looking in. You got the Spurs and the Warriors, and the Pelicans are behind the Warriors. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Good stuff as always, and that's just about it, man. We got the NBA, NFL draft coming up. I say NBA, NFL draft coming up in a few weeks. We're gonna have a mock draft for you guys soon. Probably have Bink on here. Uh, 15 year old phenom uh yeah it's an ex it's exciting time for sports obviously college basketball is over but this was a great march madness tournament um from the old roberts and loyola chicago knocking out um illinois uh, it was a good tournament man it was a good tournament obviously we got two one seeds in the final and baylor won but uh, it was fun man it was great to have the ncaa tournament back and that's just about it I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support. I'm your host, I'm the guy Mike Curry, and I am signing out. Episode number 162 is done. 
Peace.